Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. I am your host, Patrick Lyons. And on today's show, we're talking prospects. Still minor league Monday. I know the regular season just ended in AAA and and for all of the minor leagues. But prospects are still going strong. Arizona Fall League coming up here in about a week. We've got four Stulting, media relations manager for the Albuquerque Isotopes to talk about their great season and nearly making it to the playoffs and, and all the great fans that are that are going in there. Uh, and here we've got him now. Forrest, how you doing today, man? Uh, you finally can catch your breath just a little bit, can't you? Yeah, that's for sure, man. Doing great. Thanks for having me. It's definitely uh, it was a lot of fun this season, but it's going to be nice to take a little bit of a rest for a little while. That's for sure. Yes, I, I'm in the process of trying to maybe get some rest. I was in Chicago uh, at the end of the show. I'll kind of talk about some takeaways from uh, – from the Cubs series and whatnot takeaways for you for the, the isotopes. I mean, I think the biggest thing besides the fact that uh, could have been the first postseason appearance for the isotopes uh, as a affiliate uh, of the Rockies, but just the fans in Albuquerque tip of the cap to them because over half a million, uh, nearly 7,000 on average every game when it's, it's cold in April and when it's super hot and baking in (laughs) August, I mean, Albuquerqueans, uh, they 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 love their baseball in the Duke City. That's one hundred percent, man. They showed out this year. We led the Pacific Coast League in both total attendance, over five hundred thousand, and uh, average attendance with seven thousand forty eight per contest. We finished fifth in all minor league baseball, which is the highest we've ever finished in all minor league baseball. All one hundred and twenty affiliates, um, each and every they come back in the park. They bring a whole bunch of energy. It's always a great atmosphere at the yard. Um, so you can't thank them enough for how much today they've supported us this year. Yeah, the Isotopes brand is so strong. Like forgetting the on-field, off-the-field stuff is amazing. It's it's second to none. You know, I I feel like in the past they used to they used to release some of the numbers on you know jersey sales and shirts and hats and like you guys just always crank out new stuff. Even after once the mariachis launched, I got this literally on the day that yeah, it's looking fresh, man. On. Yes. I, mean, I don't, Do you guys still sell this hat? Is this like a limited edition one? Should I be putting this on eBay for 75 bucks or something? I don't remember seeing it in the team store, but we have a whole bunch of other hats for sale with the Mariachi's logo on there. I mean, it seems like every single year our staff's come up with something great, keeping it fresh. Like this year, for instance, we have the, uh, the new Chili Pepper jerseys, which were gone in about 15 minutes when we sold them on Cinco de Mayo, which is really cool. Um, those hats went off the shelves really quickly as well, so... Each year, our staff does a great job of coming up with something new and keeping it fresh for the fans. And the fans, they just come on back each time. That's for sure. 
yeah, that's a testament to how great a people that, you know, is, is a part of that organization, uh, all the way from the top with, uh, with Mr. Traub there, uh, doing his thing in, in, in a big way. Yeah. The red, white, and green, the, the colors of, of Mexico there on the mariachis. And then even after the, the original launch coming up with, uh, that teal version that was just, or turquoise, just, just absolutely amazing. So, uh, yeah, turquoise guys, is so synonymous with the Southwest. So you had to yeah. kind of throw that in there as well. Yeah, no, that genius. Like, again, you guys do a wonderful job. Um, that continues to happen. All right. On the field, uh, you guys gave out, you know, your awards uh, at the end of the year and, and we'll get to, you know, some of the MVPs and we'll even talk about some of the players that, uh, were down in Albuquerque for, uh, a short period of time before they came up with the Rockies, Nolan Jones, Elias Montero and whatnot. But the one guy I want to, want to talk about because he made so much noise, I feel like in the second half and was probably uh, the heart and soul of the team. It, it, it seemed like a guy you know, playing where, uh, you know, there's so many of the prospects that kind of had a, had a quick stop in Albuquerque before going up to the majors. He was there all year long and really led in a big way. And that's Jimmy Heron, you know, fifth in the Pacific coast league in, in stolen bases, uh, had some, some big walk-offs in, in the final month of the year and, and nearly got you guys to the PCL postseason. But, uh, he's a guy that I think, you know, probably before this year might not have been on the radar for a lot of people. Um, and he, and he definitely is now he, uh, just, just doing a, doing a wonderful job in, in a big way. And I uh, use a player that the Rockies were able to poach from another organization. I think they, they acquired him in, in, in a trade, but Jimmy Heron, uh, great surprise. I, I feel like he's one of those names where he comes up, uh, and, and when people hear that it, it puts a smile on their face because, you know, he did it in a big way in 2023. That's for sure. I mean, he had a breakout campaign this year. He had set career standards and hits, doubles, RBIs, home runs, and stolen bases. Just an absolute joy to watch. Has phenomenal tools out in the field. Great clubhouse guy. Um, yeah, just extremely uh, puts together great at bats each night. Um, you cannot say enough supporters about uh, Jimmy Heron, that's for sure. So I hope to see him in the big leagues very soon because he is some of the guy who definitely deserves it, that's for sure. I know he's a, he's from what I hear, one of the more quieter guys in the clubhouse, but Hey, sometimes you need players who lead by example in that way. And, uh, and I think he was able to do that and really, really give a lot of stability to that outfield. Cause again, so many guys coming and going. And so uh, it was good. Yeah, he, to can, see he can play all three spots. He, yeah. He's an absolute phenomenal defender. The other day he ran a ball deep in the gap and right center field on the warning track. Didn't think he was going to get there, but somehow Jimmy Heron found a way. So which is typical Jimmy Heron. If you ask me, Tell you what, Forrest, the only thing I'm upset about when it comes to Jimmy Heron and the isotopes is the fact that the slope is not there anymore. Wouldn't you have liked yeah. to have seen Jimmy Heron running up the slope there? <laughs> I'm sure you could put off some uh, some great catches like Jamie Hoffman did back in the day, but um, it's probably best that it's not there anymore, unfortunately. So I'd like to see him out there in the field and not get injured, you know? It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's better, <laughs> better for everyone's safety. Absolutely. MVP of the season, a guy who... I kind of had had down on on my board going back to when he was with the Asheville Tourists uh, in in low A. I was like, hey, there's there's something here on this guy, and he finally got to get his debut, homered in his major league debut. That being Coco Montez, uh, you know, was designated for assignment. But uh, I think thankfully for a lot of Rockies fans, he stayed within the organization and just put together uh, another really solid season down in the minors. Yeah, absolutely, man. He had 22 home runs this year to lead the club. I think that finished 12th in all the Pacific Coast League as well. 27 doubles, just an extra extra base prowess hitter for sure. Makes super hard contact all the time. Um, just someone you can rely on at the plate. 
uh, in a clutch situation. Plays all over the infield, second, short, and third as well. Um, yeah, just one of those guys who you can pretty much plug and play, and you know you're, what you're going to get out of him. Yeah, he uh, he he did a wonderful job uh, this this entire season. So did Aaron Shunk. It kind of seemed like maybe yeah. there was only room for one of those guys to maybe make their debut, and I thought maybe Shunk would get a chance here in the in the final month. Uh, as it were, you know, a lot of the offensive players for the Rockies are are healthy right now, so that spot didn't really open up. But Aaron Shunk, you know, put together another solid season there over at at, at third base, and is is still you know a, a player that can contribute. I think next year after what he was able to do in in twenty twenty three. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite tools of, of a player this year is probably Shunk's arm at third base, watching him fire that thing across the diamond. Man, he has some zip on it. So that was one of my favorite things to watch all year. Uh, he's got tons of uh, good at bats, uh, lots of extra base power as well. Um, can act, he's sneaky fast as well, too. can see a few bags here and there. Um, good glove as well. So, I mean, he's a really, really complete player all around, but his arm is really what stuck out to me the entire year. Probably the best arm in the infield uh, across the diamond i don't know if you i don't remember if there were any blowouts on on either side where you're winning or, or you're trailing where you had an opportunity for a, a position player to pitch because shunk was a closer at the university oh, of georgia yeah. when he was drafted in, in 2019 so he <laughs> I, I, he could get on the on the bump and, and definitely deliver oh i'm sure he could fire in there he'd love to man i'm not sure when he pitched last but uh um, i'm sure he would have a whole lot of fun getting on the mound again and seeing what he's got yeah, the, the roster this year, I, I think, uh, other than the players that were able to to come up to the, to the Rockies and kind of have a short stay, uh, but still make an impact like the Nolan Jones, Elihiris Montero, even a, a Hunter Goodman, there was just so many players that, I'm not going to say have a chip on their shoulder, but probably should because they, they're really good players and they haven't always been given the opportunity, like a Jimmy Heron and a Coco Montez. Aaron Shunk as well. I know a high round pick, but still, uh, he's doing his thing each year at each and every level. One of the guys also at the at the top of that list, besides a Witten Bernard, who we know, we know that story, and, and he's wonderful. But a player that, to a man, uh, everyone on the on the roster who has played with him always brings this guy up, and I, I hope someday he does get a chance to uh, call himself officially a big leaguer. And that's Hunter Stovall. He's a guy that no matter what you ask him to do, he will go out there and do it to the best of his abilities. And those abilities, frankly, are still pretty very good. Oh, 100%. He was our defensive player of the year this year. He made a lot of web gyms at second, short, and third as well. That's the one thing about our infield. Our infield was so diverse this year. It's hard to underestimate that for sure. But Hunter Stovall is great, great defensively, plus-plus glove. He's got an arm that can probably stick it short long-term, absolutely. Um, he, he's just a baseball grinder, man. He's out there every single day getting early work in with Meacham and Checo in the batting cages and in the infield. Um, I think he's definitely got a chance to make it to the big leagues one day. He has all the intangibles, great leader in the clubhouse. So, uh, yeah, Hunter Stovall is one of the great guys uh, on the team this year for sure. Yeah, leader is definitely one of those words that I hear a lot when when people bring him up, kind of unprovoked of like, hey, who are your buddies down in, in AAA? And you know, who are some of the guys that you were able to to learn a little little bit extra about uh, on your progression to the big leagues and Hunter Stovall always comes up as, as one of those leaders. One of the leaders in, uh, in bourbon is Breckenridge distillery, the official bourbon of the Denver Broncos. I'll tell you what, any of the big isotopes fans down there in Albuquerque, you know, it might be a six, six and a half hour drive, depending on how, uh, uh, <laughs> how much pedal you, you put to the metal there, uh, and how, <laughs> how fast you're speeding. But, but look, get yourself in there. You have a chance to win two tickets 
uh, and sit in the Breckenridge Bourbon Whiskey Suite for the Broncos Chargers game at the end of the year on New Year's Eve. Post your favorite Broncos photos on Instagram or Facebook using hashtag Broncos Bourbon. Do that by the end of November because on December 1st, they're going to narrow it down to 10 favorites. So, I mean, hey, if you're down in Albuquerque, you've got an entire market of folks that might be voting for you. So maybe maybe this is just rigged for someone down there uh, in New Mexico uh, to win this entire competition. But go ahead and do that. Hashtag Broncos Bourbon. You can get it at all the Broncos tailgates and DNVR bar watch parties all year long. The Breckenridge Distillery Spirits are available in all 50 states because, you know, as we say, at Prey Anywhere. At Bet365, they don't do ordinary. They believe that every sport should be epic. See for yourself when you sign up today because you're going to get $365 in bonus bets when you bet just $1. And now we even got some DNVR custom bets. And the lines might be changing just a little bit on it because we have, will the Broncos claim three divisional wins this season? Mm, could be interesting. Right with DNVR, place your bets. Download the app, deposit $10, and claim $365 in bonus bets as soon as you place a bet for $1. Download the Bet365 app and use code DNVR when you sign up. Whatever sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary. At Bet365, must be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Susie Hunter, uh, my partner in crime, when she was down in Albuquerque, one of the players she caught up with who was quiet for the first half of the season because he was hurt, unfortunately, but is still definitely a name to know. Willie McIver, again, yeah, missed, missed a lot uh, with with injuries, but he is uh, he is a bona fide hype man who will talk about his pitchers really well. I got a chance to catch up with him at the Arizona Fall League uh, a couple years ago, and uh, he first started coming on the radar. And I think he's a guy that you know we also could see in the majors next year. Uh, how are you liking what what McIver is able to bring to the clubhouse, even when he was hurt, uh, and then especially when he was able to come back onto the field? Absolutely, man. He's got tons of energy and he is just gonna light up a room whenever he walks in it man that's what's one of the great things about mckiver is you know when he's walking in he's loud he's always engaging with his teammates everywhere you always see a smile on his face the dude is just energetic and he just loves to bring that kind of energy to the field each and every night super great catcher defensively uh back behind the plate calls a great game knows how to handle a pitching staff understands the different moments throughout a game when he's got to go out to the mound talk to his pitcher you know um just Overall, great, great defensively. Uh, can't say enough of good things about him, honestly, man. Before we get to the guys who came up in the final month or week of the season, Julio Carreras, Drew Romo, a couple other dudes, and as well as Goodman, Nolan Jones, Montero. Mm-hmm. Another guy who's kind of fallen through the cracks a little bit and put his name back on the map, especially when you consider the fact only 24 years old, pretty much the youngest player on the roster who saw regular playing time this year. Daniel Montano, 24 years yeah. old, outfielder, you know, was a big prospect. Obviously, when he signed as an international free agent, you know, that transition period can take a lot longer for those guys who come over uh, and are, are a professional at 16, 17 years old. But he really put it together this year in, in a big way. Yeah, his August was absolutely lights out, man. I think he was at one point slugging close to 900, or I mean, uh, had OPS around 900, um, just absolutely lit up the world. He, I think he had seven. Uh, triples this year for a guy who doesn't have plus plus speed that's phenomenal um when he when he puts the bat on the baseball it's going to go far and it's going to be a, a very uh high exit velocity as well um he's one of the sneakier good years on the club that's for sure certainly didn't play the entire year with the club but when he was out there on the field you saw his impact both uh offensively and defensively nolan jones Harris montero were players that 
maybe need a little seasoning, maybe need a little kick in the butt and a reminder that, Hey, you know, just because it's, it's your time doesn't mean you're going to get that time. You still have to earn it. Jones, you know, uh, struggled a little bit in, in spring training. So uh, that made sense why he started the year uh, with you guys in AAA. Montero, you know, was in the midst of a, a position change, transitioning from third baseman to first baseman. But both of those guys, you know, in in a week, two weeks, three weeks, you're looking and going, oh my God, like th- these numbers are, are video game-esque. <laughs> uh, and they were just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean, th- those two guys stood out from everybody else uh, on our team or the imposing team throughout their tenure with the Isotopes this year. Um, I'll start with Nolan Jones, man. I mean, his ability to throw the baseball in from outfield, not only on target, but with that highest speed, I mean, that is so much fun to watch, uh, especially from from my view in the press box. You can see the entire high home view of it. Um, And he's just an absolute grinder as well. He's a true professional what he does. He's always asking questions, trying to get better in every aspect of his game. Um, Super fun guy to be around in the clubhouse. Uh, In Montero, Dude just mashes, man. He puts, he hits the ball hard when he gets a hold of it, man. Um, he was leading, uh, I think during the, I think it was like a 30 or 40 game stretch earlier in the year, he was leading all of minor league baseball in home runs and RBI. Um, so when he catches fire, man, he's one of the better hitters in all of, all the game. That's for sure. It's only a matter of time before he really breaks out. I think. I think so too. I, I think, I think he's a hitter. I, I think he's a hitter and it's just about, you know, finding a spot for him, uh, on the field, you know, first base or, or DH, whatever it is, uh, but he can rake. So I hadn't thought about this until now and talking with you, how many outfield assists did Nolan Jones have in Albuquerque? Well, if my numbers are correct here, did he have four? I can double check that real quick, but I'm going to need a quick second. If you give me it. And that's what I'm seeing on, uh, on MILB one in left field, three and right okay. field in, in not a lot of time, not a lot of time in, in the outfield. Oh, no. Cause he was playing, he's played, they had 17 starts at third base, six at yep. first base. So yep. he's got 21 this season. I yeah, maybe I mean, look the Rockies petitioned for him to be a rookie because basically he was given an extra service day, which put him exactly at the limit. Um, and he got sent down that day. So that wasn't a day of service. So went back to 44, the Rockies need to petition and say, let's get four of the more outfield assists for him. Let's get him 21 <laughs> on the year. Why not? Man. Yeah. He's got a cannon. He's got a cannon. Oh yeah. I mean, he, as Sackass was really, really uh, getting him around down here around 95 to hundred miles an hour. So if you're throwing that fast, I mean, it's only a matter of time before you're going to get that call. I mean, cause it was just an absolute rope, a laser, however you want to describe it. It was, I mean, it's, the thing of beauty to watch that's for sure so i cover the rockies that being said i'm still looking at triple a double i'm looking even further down not necessarily for guys that can help the rockies right now but just to say mm-hmm. hey here what, what's coming up in the pipeline or sometimes to say someone's hurt someone's not getting the job done who could replace them do you guys do that uh in albuquerque at triple a like look at the hartford guys and go "Ooh, th- this guy seems like he's gonna be on his way soon because he's he's tearing up the Eastern League just a bit. Yeah, I mean, we're certainly watching their stats and watching who's on the roster and who's doing well and kind of what guys are, you know, going to impact us and kind of how we're going to see a roster construction based on what's going up with the big league club and what's going on with us. Um, so, so, yeah, you got, you got to keep an eye on that for sure. I mean, I think at one point Kyle Dasher, he had a couple walk-offs in a few weeks span. Um, obviously saw what Gooden was doing all year down there. We were just chomping at the bit to get him up in the Albuquerque because obviously, I mean – if you're hitting that many home runs in double A in Hartford, imagine what you could do at elevation up here in Albuquerque. So 
Um, we were certainly excited to get him on the club for a few weeks. But yeah, to your point, absolutely, man. You got to keep an eye out in the the yard goats for sure. Yes, if I if I worked for the Isotopes, the first thing I would say to you every day, Forrest, for for probably a couple of months there in the summer, would have been good men today. No. <laughs> Good, good men today, all right. and then and then good morning. What's going on? Of hey, how course, was your weekend? Yeah. All that. Get your pleasantries over with. Yeah, exactly. But the first thing, good men today. You didn't hear anything? All right, all right. Uh, uh, yeah, no, he he was fantastic. As you mentioned, uh, Kyle Datris, Braxton Fulford, Julio Carreras came up in the final month. Drew Romo didn't get to see a ton of these guys, but you probably will next year. As will oh, yeah. Rockies fans. Uh, you know what can you uh, tell us about uh, some of those guys going forward? Yeah, I mean, Drew Romo, he's a complete player, man. A switch hitter, uh, really good behind the plate, calls good games, super smooth framing job as well. Um, I think he had a re recent interview with Thomas Harding, how he's describing how he just moved to the one-knee stance in spring training this year. Um, watching him take some BP, has some pretty good opposite field pop from the left side, which was amazing to see from him, that's for sure. Um, Julio Carrera, super smooth up the middle, um, pretty good hitter as well. I uh, didn't see a whole bunch of Fulford. We saw a couple of at-bats of him. Um, but, I mean, a lot of exciting players coming up through the Rockies system, that's for sure. Very exciting. Yeah, I want to uh, talk about some of the pitchers there because yeah. uh, you mentioned about you know guys going up and down, and, and the rotation, I think, was was decimated at one point because the Rockies rotation was decimated, and it was, <laughs> hey, sorry, Isotopes, but uh, figure it out somehow, uh, some way. But, but one thing you don't have to worry about figuring out is is where to go to get uh, the good kind, the kind love. Uh, excited to, to have them as our official partner at, at DNVR, supporting another local brand, one of the first dispensaries in Colorado, established in 2010. Known for cultivating some of the highest quality cannabis in the state. Visit one of their stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Mention DNVR and receive a DNVR exclusive discount of 25% off all the kind love flower pre-rolls and their turbo joint line. Visit their website at kindlove.com for their full extensive menu and online ordering. And now... DNVR, that code is going to work for all your deliveries as well. Fubo TV, that you can get anywhere, and it's amazing. Sit back, relax, enjoy your kind love, turn on some Fubo TV. It just rules. That's pretty much how I describe my experience with it over the last year, you know, watching, you know, some Nuggets games. Postseason was great. I had the Fubo on while I'm watching Rockies, MILB TV, watching the Isotopes, World Baseball Classics. That's where I went for that. 140 plus live channels of sports shows. Movies and news stream live from any device. That's probably one of the best parts. You can watch your local teams while you travel and watch all your favorite college football and NFL with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash DNVR to sign up and save 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. That's the way to go. That's where you probably can watch the Furman Paladins. Oh, 100%. If they're on there somewhere. They gotta be. Man, Jeff Criswell... Another one of those players who you say only 24 and, you know, we, we know there's some big leaguers that come up and they're making an impact at 21 years old, 22. Uh, that's not the same trajectory for everybody. But when you look at the PCL and, and how many like quadruple A guys there might be or players that are still 30 that are trying to, to break through or, or have somewhat of a career to see a guy at 24 years old be the backbone of the starting rotation like Jeff Criswell when there were, were all of those guys going back and forth I-25 between Albuquerque uh, to Denver. Jeff Criswell, three pitchers were younger than him this year, and they combined for 22 innings. So basically the youngest guy on the staff led the team in innings, and we know that the ERAs can get inflated a little bit. Yep. But 
but you're there, you're seeing them, you're seeing him, and you're you're not always watching that 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 box score and the stat line. What are some of the things that that you're looking at or that you've seen from him that can provide some more hope to Rockies fans? Yeah, absolutely, man. He's got had 135 strikeouts this year, which I believe was third most in the PCL. Uh, 117 innings or 121 innings, which is seventh most in the PCL as well. So he posted each yeah. and every time he was called to, which is a super underrated uh, quality to have as a pitcher. You're just going out there every every fifth day, every sixth day, whatever it might be. He's coming out there for sure. Um, super solid three pitch mix as well. Uh, throws a high fastball up in the zone extremely well. Uh, really good slider down and into lefties, then good change up to, to righties in as well. Um, and there's a lot, lot of positive things to look from Chriswell this year. Um, I think, yeah, he's got a, a pretty high ceiling um, to go uh, going forward for the Rockies. And considering that one of the things that the Rockies need, I mean, all teams need it, but in a weird way, uh, one of the greatest abilities a player can have is availability. And he just... Oh, 100%. <laughs> He he's just one of those big bodied starters that you just go, no, th- throw him out there. You can rely on him. And I think it's for that reason, you know, get a major league invite next year. Uh, and I think, you yeah. know, while there are some guys ahead of him, maybe in the depth chart that are going to be healthy going into the next year, I think because we know how just uh, how it goes with starting pitching just about anywhere they get hurt. He'll get some of those opportunities next year. I was really glad, in fact, to see Noah Davis get some opportunities. Oh yeah. You know, he looked good. He looked good with the Rockies, you know, before, uh, you know, he got hurt and got sent back down, but, in 14 starts in AAA, 4.50 ERA, that's almost a no hitter. Did he have a no hitter every night? I mean, <laughs> technically speaking, I just he did have five in the third no hit innings. Uh, I think it was in August at one point. Yeah, he had a stretch in August and early September where he was absolutely lights out. He had like a two and a half ERA or something like that. Um, just super consistent with his fastball. Was in the zone a ton, getting a lot of swing and misses. Um, I think he's got a slider and pretty good changeup as well. Good curveball. So the dude's got a super nice mix, um, and he yeah, he's just a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I think he can be a dude for the for the Rockies going forward. Kind of similar to what we saw in, in twenty one, and then glimpses last year for Ryan Feltner. And you go, hey, wait, hold on a second. There is still some more uh, projectability, or there still is some more progress and development at the big league level. I I, I think that mm-hmm. could be the case for Davis as well on the reliever side. A sub four ERA for a relief pitcher in in twenty twenty three in the PCL unheard of. Gavin Hollowell, great job. I think he's kind of the next Justin Lawrence, where people might not be paying attention, and then all of a sudden you go, "Whoa, this guy's nasty." Uh, and Tommy Doyle, who you know, I oh, think yeah. got some uh, recognition this year for his work out of the bullpen. Yeah, for sure. Tommy Doyle is our pitcher of the year for the Isotopes. Um, and some a common theme with Tommy Doyle, uh, Justin or not Justin Lawrence, um, Jeff Chriswell. And uh, Gavin Hallwell, all really super tall dudes, great extension on the baseball, gets it closer to home plate. That's, that's such an underrated part of the game as well as a pitcher. Um, but, yeah, Tommy Doyle is super solid for us all year, eight saves, uh, top ten in the PCL. Uh, Gavin Hallwell is super lights out for us as well. Extremely uh, – got, got a ton of life on his fastball, wipeout slider. Um, so a lot of positives coming from the bullpen. I think they can impact the Rockies throughout 2024 next year. All right, before we shift gears to talk about the Arizona Fall League, I think Rockies fans want to uh, want a good story or, or get an update or hear a little bit about Jordan Pacheco, a guy that, um, yeah. you know. Just, oh, well, one, more guy hit, one more guy I want to hit on, too, actually, before we go, uh, move on, is Tanner Gordon. Dude oh. had absolutely a phenomenal game last Friday. Seven shutout innings, three hits, eight strikeouts. 
a just a dominant four pitch mix when he's got all of his pitches working. Fastball is going to sit around 95. He's got a little sink piece, a little cutter, and a changeup. Um, he is a fun guy to watch, and seeing him develop over the past month or so and kind of get his legs with them with the Rockies has been a lot of fun. So I expect him to kind of make some noise coming in the spring and uh, early 2024 as well. Yeah, he was kind of a pleasant surprise because I think he got off to, to a rough start uh, a little bit, maybe with uh, with Hartford and, uh, and 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 with you guys a, a bit, but yeah, what seven seven shutout innings, and we we even yeah. talked to him in Chicago where it was one of those of like, hey, uh, what's what's the word? What'd you get from Pilo Pedro Lopez? Uh, what did Pilo say about Tanner Gordon's performance last night? So yeah, that was impressive. Oh yeah, I mean, he pre- propelled us to our first home shutout since April of 2019 oh. uh, against OKC Dodgers on Friday night. So that was a whole bunch of fun to watch. Um, yeah, the dude just got got it all super cool a cool and calm demeanor um hard worker uh just yeah a lot of positives to say about tanner gordon going forward that's for sure we got a season in which there are our three candidates rookie of the year word candidates for the rockies i don't know if all three of them will get any recognition or you know we'll get any third place votes but uh there was a time in which you know the rockies had uh, a couple of those guys that was jordan pacheco's rookie year he did get some acknowledgement for what he was able to do at the plate play some catcher, some third base, doing a little bit of everything. So uh, he'll always have a special place in, in Rockies fans' hearts. And, uh, you know, hitting coach here for the second year in a row. Got his own bobblehead uh, from oh, you man. guys. Oh, man, fans love that. Yes. Yeah, Jordan yeah. Pacheco, he's, he's an absolute phenomenal person, man. One of my favorite people I've, I've had, gotten the chance to work with over the past couple of years here at the Isotopes. And just the amount of positivity I hear from players, uh, Hitting, hitting with him, learning from him. I know he is uh, just an absolute uh, great guy to have in the clubhouse and great guy to have uh, for the Rockies to help develop these players because, I mean, he, he knows how to hit. You can just tell by the slash lines of all the guys and as, as a team as well. So we're the, one of the best hitting clubs in all of AAA. Um, you got to think Jordan Pacheco has got a big hand in that. Yeah, Rockies love being loyal to their guys when they get it done. And we love being loyal to – those companies that are local, that's why we partnered up with Breck Brew, the official brewski of DNVR. I mean, we're talking high wire hops from the North Fork Valley. Uh, has a de- delicate citrus hop aroma. The Broncos country, that's the that's the way to go for this entire month. It's made with 100% renewable energy. Find out where you can get it. You can get it in Albuquerque. Hartford, you can't. But Albuquerque, <laughs> Spokane, and Fresno, you can get some Breck Brew, specifically Broncos country. Go to breckbrew.com. Find a Breck Brew near you. And if if you're down in Albuquerque, just like if you're in Colorado, we get some sunny days all year long. So get your shades from Shady Rays. They're amazing. It's worth mentioning, too, their buy one, get one free offer when you use promo code DNVR is wonderful. Lost and broken replacement policy. But it's also worth mentioning that, you know, together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing some much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S., through Shady Ray's impact from building playsets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, uh, the outdoor adventure of a light, lifetime, Shady Ray's is making an impact in your community and others like it for years to come. So make sure you go to ShadyRays.com, use that code DNVR, go to Park Meadows Mall for 50% off two or more pair of shades. All right, Arizona Fall League, the rosters were announced and uh, you're, you're the perfect guy to have on. Uh, for folks that might not know what the Arizona Fall League is, we've, we, we cover it every year. I was out there in, in uh, 2021. 
it's it's wonderful. Uh, you've worked there. Uh, you you were yes, sir. Uh, one of the communications folks, uh, along with a good friend uh, of the show and and of mine, Justin Wicks, who did an amazing job in in 2021 and, and parlayed that and a job with the uh, Orioles organization. What is the Arizona Fall League? So the Arizona Fall League is essentially what they call the finishing school for prospects. That's kind of been their motto since 1993. Um, from October to early November, uh, some of the best prospects in all of minor league baseball make their stop there and kind of, you know, refine their tools that might be coming out there to get some extra innings, get some extra at-bats, work on one particular thing. Um, you have six teams, and each team is, is comprised of five MLB teams. Um so you'll have the Rockies, obviously, with being at Salt, uh, Salt River. You'll have the Rockies and D-backs will each send, you know, seven, eight players to the Salt River Raptors. And then you'll they'll, they'll battle against the Raptors, the Solar Sox, the Javelinas and whatnot. Um, but it's one of the best leagues in all of baseball, if you ask me. Besides the MLB playoffs, I think it's probably my favorite place to go watch a game because it's so relaxed, so intimate. Uh, some of the best prospects in all the, in all the land um, can't miss it, that's for sure. You go go to a game, and then first off, you can get like a season pass. I think for a hundred bucks, like you can oh, go yeah. literally every oh, yeah. game. And it's, there's it's, three games a day for a, like a month, or like five weeks. So like, you can go to a game in the, at twelve thirty, and then go uh, six thirty at night. So I mean, what is you cannot beat that for October? It's kind of baseball heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Base baseball heaven there. You know, it's it's kind of just the right time of the year to go to to the Phoenix area uh, on October fourteenth. <laughs> They got a triple header at Goodyear Park, which is great, uh, and a double header on October 28th at Ho Hokum Stadium in Mesa, uh, a ballpark that I I love because it's so it's not so old, but it's just old compared to all the other ones, and there's just something different about it. It's the A's, and so I I like that stadium uh, a lot. Yeah, Arizona Fall League, a lot of fun. If you go see the Salt River Rafters, so it's right where they 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 play it in the stadium, not on the backfield, but in the actual stadium. Yeah. Uh, where the, the Rockies have their spring training games. You're going to see some Tigers prospects, Pirates, Atlanta, Diamondbacks, Rockies. In fact, Tigers are sending two top 100 prospects in right-handed pitcher Jackson Job and second baseman Jace Young. But for the Rockies, they've got uh, four of their top 30 prospects, according to MLB Pipeline. And the guys that maybe not in the top 30, they're right on the outside looking in and definitely could make some waves and contribute. Talking about Drew Romo. Sterling Thompson, Benny Montgomery, those three hitters right there, that's enough to probably make you look at flights on Southwest. I got to fly into <laughs> the Sky Harbor. And the pitchers, Alec Barger, Jaden Hill, Chris McMahon, Juan Mejia, and Case Williams. That's a, that's a good crop of prospects. Oh, it's a lot of good names right there for sure. All of them had a great season at AA. Um, Drew Emo obviously was the only one who got to AAA. Um, so I'm definitely looking, looking forward to making my way west to phoenix and get a little sneak peek at some of these guys who i'm probably going to get to see a whole lot of next year here in albuquerque any uh, any chance we're going to see maybe like the next michael jordan no michael jordan oh, was in arizona fall league <laughs> oh yeah 90, yeah 94 95 that's for sure man yeah um i don't know reggie crawford is a guy who kind of caught my eye he's a, a two-way player he pitched the entire minor league season for the uh i think it was in high a and he's going to be a first baseman in the arizona fall league so maybe you know, another, I'm not going to say Shohei Otani, but you know, but it, it's cool to see another guy kind of take that path and see how he does. Yeah. I didn't realize that uh, they were giving him the opportunity to kind of go both ways, at least for a little while. Even that is so hard to do. I mean, Brandon oh, McCarthy, yeah. I think got a shot for a little bit. Hunter green, when he first got drafted, is like, ah, all right, let's, let's just go to pitching. So yeah. So you yeah, might he, see something yeah. special there. 
Yeah, he had four at-bats, I think I saw, during the season, and three of the four went for extra bases, including a home run. So he's, he, he has the tools, that's for sure. <laughs> and the cool part is I think if you go down to to watch a game, again, you might not know these names just yet, but you will early if you're like in a fantasy. Oh, or yeah. dy- if you're in a dynasty league, you're getting the inside skinny on kind of uh, not only how good these players are, but – how do their teams value them? Because not everybody gets to participate in the Arizona Fall League. It's the guys that say, hey, we're going to be putting a lot of time and effort and money into your development, and we only got seven or eight slots. So th- this is the, the special group that get to do that. So you'll learn some of those names, and then you'll go back and look two or three years. That's the fa- my favorite part about uh, keeping score oh, yeah. and, uh, at, at a game, looking at my program years later and go, holy smokes, look who I saw play or it was his first game and uh, and." That that's very true in the Arizona Fall League. With oh my god, I I saw this prospect. I didn't even realize that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I think about sixty percent of players who play in the Arizona Fall League will go on to make their major league debuts. I think since about 90, 1993, almost half of the MVPs have come from the Arizona Fall League. Um, I'll just throw out some names from when I was there in twenty eighteen. We had Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, someone named Peter Alonzo. He still went by Peter at that point. Um, Jazz Chisholm, Dalton Varsho, Nico Horner, Justin Lawrence, Sam Hilliard, Cole Tucker, Luis Robert. So, I mean, each each roster is just littered with guys who are going to make a huge impact at the big league club and, you know, find their way uh, on a roster at some point. Joshua Fuentes, you forgot you forgot a name. Oh, of list. course. My God, yeah. I actually saw Nolan Arenado at a game there one time watching his cousin, so I don't know how I forgot that one. <laughs> and that's the thing. A lot of guys live in the Phoenix area, right? If that's oh, yeah. where their spring training is. They're going, they're working out still in the off season. And so, yeah, they show up to these games. You never know uh, who you might bump into. Uh, Forrest, man, this is, this has been wonderful. Uh, punch your first ticket as a guest. You will have uh, several more on the show. Uh, at a certain point, you know, you can cash that in for a, a drink here at the bar or a shirt. You know, we'll, <laughs> we'll work it out later. But go ahead and, and plug away uh, or, or, or uh, say whatever it is you, you'd like to say. The, the floor is yours here. Uh, thanks for joining me. Yeah, man. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate the offer, man. It was a whole, whole lot of fun. Um, if you haven't been to Isobis Park, come on down. RGCU Field, March 29th is only 186 days away uh, from our opening game of 2024. Love to see you out there in fact, the park. Um, whole lot of fun for everybody all kinds of uh, you know big baseball fans kids everybody under the sun is going to have a great time at isos park um so come on down to albuquerque and get the experience for yourself awesome thank you so much Forrest. glad to have you on thank, thank you, you man appreciate it all right what else have we got on tap this week final week of the season for the colorado rockies four against the dodgers Three against the Minnesota Twins, so it's not going to get uh, any easier. Two teams who have uh, have already clinched. But got an article up over at the DNVR.com. It's unlocked. Go ahead and check it out about you know what these opportunities mean. And, and we've been talking about that all second half, about opportunities. But specific situational opportunities came up all throughout the weekend in Chicago that I was able to witness. And despite the fact that, yeah, 99 losses, we've got a new franchise record uh, and seven-game losing streak, and an 0-6 road trip, only the eighth time losing all six games or more of a road trip, first time since April of 2021, uh, when they were swept in San Francisco and in, in L.A. And actually, the first sweep between the Cubs and Rockies since 2012 when the Rockies swept the Cubs at Coors Field. So kind of a, an anomaly, one of the, like the second-longest active non-sweep series. But specific moments and situations where these opportunities are going to be good 
for not just rookies like Brenton Doyle and, and Nolan Jones and Ezekiel Tovar, but guys that are still, you know, working on developing at the big league level and trying to establish themselves like Justin Lawrence and Brendan Rodgers. So go ahead and uh, take a peek at that. We don't have any probables. We have possibles. We don't even have the probables. This is uh, just what is lining up for days uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, doubleheader, 110 and 640. You do need two tickets if you're going to go out to the ballpark for that. Chase Anderson and Ryan Feltner for the Rockies. Feltner's first start at Coors Field, at least next time he ascends the bump uh, since that that line drive on, on May 13th. So that's going to be great to be there for that. Looking forward to see what kind of ovation Rockies fans are able to give him. And for the Dodgers on Tuesday, Ryan Pepio and Bobby Miller. On Wednesday, possibly at 640, Noah Davis and Emmett Sheehan. And on Thursday, another night game. Kind of sticking it to those Dodgers. Uh, we got an off day on Monday. Then we're going to play two games in the final week of the season on Tuesday. And the getaway day is a getaway night. Hey, man, payback can be a you-know-what. So uh, deal with that, Dodgers. Chris Flexen versus Ryan Yarborough before the weekend and three games against the Twins. And then that's it until the beginning of next year. Some of the Windy City stories that uh, came out of Chicago had a wonderful time there for three days, getting to experience Wrigley Field. I mean, I'd been there a couple times as a fan, but wow, just, just seeing the renovation of what they were able to do and uh, just kind of opened up a couple things. Just, uh, just a, a wonderful ballpark. You you really need to experience it. You might not want to experience it next year because they go back in April. September is great. They did, they went there in September last year as well as this year. Temperature was like just perfect. If you're in the sun, short sleeves, shorts. If you're in the shade, you know maybe you throw on a little jacket, but just absolutely perfect. Not humid. Windy City stories. Frank the Tank ran into Chris Bryant when. Uh, KB and the boys were at a spot on the Chicago River Thursday night. When I talked to Brian about that, uh, along with the standing ovation that he got, I said, so I, I hear you ran into a celebrity. And without skipping a beat, he's like, yep, Frank the Tank. It's like, oh, all right. So Chris Bryant, I, Chris, I think, noticed Frank. And it wasn't Frank noticing KB. So they kind of have uh, a little bit of a friendship there. Standing ovation on, on Friday at Wrigley for Chris Bryant. Not his first game back at Wrigley, but first came back as a member of the Rockies because if you remember in 2021, traded to the Giants and immediately came back for a series in the second half. So not a lot of time to let it kind of sink in, but two years later for you know Cubs fans to remember him, and obviously they should if you remember uh, Cody from CHGO when he was out like talking about how important Chris Bryant is to the history, the history of the Chicago Cubs. Like, yeah, they're not going to forget in, in two years. So that really, I think, you know, touched Chris Bryant emotionally, uh, not just because of what he was able to do on the field for the Cubbies, but behind the scenes, you know, how he treats people and how, you know, he leads by example in that way uh, and just tries to be a good person. He still is like that behind the scenes in the Rockies clubhouse. So, uh, you know, maybe this will give him a boost in, into the off season. You know, again, if you have injuries and you get hurt, it just is what it is. Um, but I think if there's ever a moment in which Chris Bryant wants to go out there and contribute and and be healthy and kind of uh, take back the the story of his career, uh, the the full picture of his career, not just when he was in Chicago, but the whole thing. Uh, I think this moment could be really big for for him, and it was huge for I think for the young guys too to see a player like that get acknowledged. Obviously, we had the tribute to Miguel Cabrera earlier this year, and every time Nolan uh, Arenado comes back, you know, 
fans are are warm. The standing ovations kind of have gone by the wayside. DJ LeMay, who came back for the first time this year since 2018, got the video package, uh, was acknowledged by the fans. I think it's important for these young guys to see, like, hey, you know, you what you do on the field and, and the impact that you have on people behind the scenes and the fans when you go out and sign autographs, like that has a, has a serious impact. So there's a, there's a lot of play at, uh, with that. And so it was good for the young guys to see that. It was the final home game at Wrigley Field, and it was all about the groundskeepers. I can't say that I was hoping Bill Murray was going to show up if they make it to the postseason, which that's where they're at right now. Sure, maybe maybe he does pop in there. Kathleen Madigan was there. A uh, really good stand-up comedian was there on Saturday night. But the final home game was all about the groundskeepers. Get this. They got to take batting practice on the field before the game, which was great. They sang the national anthem in a moment in which, uh, not the national anthem. No, they didn't do that. No, they got to sing, uh, take it to the ball game. And they all like ran out from different corners of the field. And it was very strange. Like this swarming of people. It's like, oh God, what's happening? But it was just the groundskeepers running over to the mic to sing, take me out to the ball game. And then even afterwards, employees got to go down on the field, run the bases. The groundskeepers were there, you know, throwing baseballs, sliding in the dirt. They did not want to go home. They were probably also going to be very sore from uh, all the activity that they were doing. But I thought that was a really cool touch for the, for the Cubs to uh, allow their employees to, to really have their moment. And it was also strange that it was three consecutive day games. It's, and it was great. It was actually really great. Big difference between three straight day games and three straight night games. I think because for the day games, it was, all right, you got to get out and early, get a jump start. So got to make sure you go to bed at a reasonable time the night before. And then when the game's over, you're like, I, I, I want to go play, but let me get my work done and allows you to focus and probably be a little bit more efficient. So that was nice. That's the one thing I heard from some of the folks at CHGO, uh, Ryan and uh, Herrera and, and Jared Willis, who cover the Cubs and and the fact that you can have a life in Chicago because there's so many of the day games and it's like, yeah, no, this is a structured kind of schedule rather than, you know, being at the ballpark for 10 hours and then sleeping for six and then back at the ballpark. No one's complaining, but it's just, it's a nice setup that they got there in, in Chicago. We'll see if uh, their sleep patterns don't get screwed up just a little bit by uh, a deep run into October as the Cubs have put together now seven winning seasons in the last nine years not bad uh, for a Cubs organization who were tanking and were trying to be bad. So uh, that's what I got on the show today. I mean, uh, this was a fun one. Really appreciate Forrest and his, uh, his first appearance on the show. Looking forward to having him back. Talking more prospects, talking some more promotions and, uh, and some minor league business. We got a long offseason ahead of us. But we still got one more week left of baseball. And we got some great coverage. Uh, both on on Twitter, here on YouTube. On Twitter, it's at DNVR underscore Rockies, at Patrick D. Lyons is where I can be found. And uh, despite all the momentum we have today, look, as we say here in the game, that momentum is only as good as the next show. So, of course, it will be a good one. Not on Tuesday, not for the doubleheader. There's just no time for a show. It will be Wednesday, Susie, uh, at 1 p.m. right here on the DNVR Sports Channel, live on YouTube.